Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zaya. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yeah. yeah. Lo mejor en Miami, bro. You already know. They're going to yeah. shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city, bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? Am I everything? I'm still lost. I me too. I don't know Yo, what's going on. Yo, I still want to listen to it, though. It's Zaya Cash, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down. 305 Miami shit. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Hey, radio. We are back for another episode. 98, bro. 98, bro. 98. Ah, we came in high, bro. We're excited, bro. (laughs) Mics are hot, bro. It's because we have that's my stage voice. (laughs) (laughs) We're like projecting (laughs) our voices. Hey, it's my stage voice. That's how I talk in the mic now, bro. Yo, we got a special guest in the That's hood. The reason why we are talking so loud. I, I just, I've always wanted to do. I want to do the the credits, bro. Hey, we never, so we never. You guys might know him from. <laughs> you might have seen him on Orange Is the New Black. Boom. Blacklist. Boom. Was a uh oh, um, whoa, what's that FX one, dude? He was on. He was on the MIA radio. He was on the, that oh, fire-ass yeah, MIA yeah. radio Gina, commercial. Bro. Oh, shit. I'm promo. a little mad it's not on his IMDb. Yeah, okay. I wanted to... Oh, I mean... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm down. sorry. Uh, first time, long time listener. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the MIA radio commercial. I just uh, feel like I hope you get another big, big gig just like that <laughs> one, bro. Because <laughs> that, that's Oscar-worthy <laughs> shit right <laughs> there, you, bro. Yeah. And, and, that's, and uh, I'm going to sign off. You can talk. I'll listen. <laughs> uh nah but you, you guys probably seen him on a couple of our promos he's helped us out because he's a professional actor thespian yes. <laughs> play director i just I don't, we gotta big you up bro got a lot of hats this is the first time we have a uh what would you call it uh an actor thespian dude a thespian dude. You call somebody no, first person in the booth that has better hair than me <laughs> i mean in the in the Damn, pod that has better dude, hair than that's me. that's an honor i would have known i would have got the carotene and everything came prepared but but Man. yo it's Robbie Ramos in the building, bro. Whoa. Let's give it up. There we go. Respect, respect. Dude. What's up, brother? How you been? What's good? Bro, What's good? I'm nervous as shit, dude. <laughs> you here, dog? This shit is like... Hey, I've been watching was... your shit, dude. I've been like, damn, dog. When's he, gonna, when's he going to ask me? Ah, no, we had to wait for the right time. We had to wait, dude. Bro, we're building it up. We're yeah, yeah, Miami no, legends no. for the last few episodes. Now, you know, like, now, like, now like, that you're on a hit series on uh, Stars or whatever, Stars, Showtime? Stars. Stars, dude. Stars. Like, all right. All right. Get now, it right, bro. Now we can get him on. He's, <laughs> he's on the caliber of our guest now. I like um, it, dog. But, nah. yo. Yeah. What's up? What's good, Robbie? I don't know, dude. Not chilling. Listen, we wanted to have you on because, obviously, you're a good friend of mine, but. We wanted you to tell your story, bro. We wanted you, people, f- especially from Miami, because, like, you know, we got a lot of DJs, but a lot of creators, a lot yeah. of artists that listen to our show. And I think you have a interesting, good story to tell how you got to where you are today. Real so, quick, before that, before we go get ahead, into go ahead, that, go ahead. I'm going to tell the audience how I met you. Yeah. How we, so, when me and Zaya started hanging out, that was Zaya's peak going out while and out <laughs> days oh yeah and then he he would slow down a little bit and then he would have his like rare but then he would be like yo we're from new york's coming down it's gonna be a fucking weekend it was an event every time every fucking time bro <laughs> every single time he was like yo 
we're going in like my boy robbie my boy from new york is coming my boy from new york is coming and every time this dude would like wild the fuck out <laughs> i remember yeah. and then i remember there was one time like he posted on the story and i was like oh yeah i got right <laughs> nah there was and and we could probably start there but it was like a thing where it was like yo he's coming from new york he's on that grind like he he doesn't like party like that in New York because I mean you were struggling at the time, but also it's like you, you're not in your home environment. Right. So when he would come, it was like, yo, we're fuck, we're doing it. And then when I would go over there, it's like, yo, we're gonna get into some trouble. Yeah, I mean, I remember fucking going out in New York and just like wilding <laughs> out, dude. Cause like you said, bro, I'll lay low. Like most of the time, I was when I was in New York, dude. I was fucking just trying to grind it out. Like I was doing. Off off Broadway, I was doing shit for free, so I I barely had any bread. Yeah, and then Heck would come up, and he had a couple dudes stay there one time, which I got I got some beef about. <laughs> oh, yeah. But whatever, no 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 no. He let me his apartment, and I oh, he swears to the day. Guy, I show up. It's been like two weeks or some shit or a month. <laughs> I show up. And there's fucking hair on the on the on the sink, bro. <laughs> Brian, there's, oh my dude, God. I was like, yo, who the fuck? Then the, the there was hair on the on the bathtub. I'm like, nah, yo, what your, the fuck? That was, was a problem with your your plumbing, bro. And that wasn't. Nah, problem. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. My plumbing sucked, but nah, yeah, bro. Whenever I came to Miami, I wild out a little bit, and uh, yeah, bro. I don't know if we want to get into stories I mean, about that. Could, dude, the I'll, first time I ever DJed in New York, that'd be 90, 98 episode ninety eight point five. You might have to do one just yeah, for yeah, the yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's uh, true bro, I literally it was the first gig I ever got in New York. It was like a hookah lounge. It was actually a dope little spot. And I'm like, and it's the first time I'm visiting him too. So I'm like hyped to go to New York and I'm DJing and I'm going to go with my boy, blah, 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 bro. <laughs> Imagine, bro. I'm like super nervous because I'm DJing in New York, but I'm also excited. And this dude's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm wilding now. Wow. <laughs> he did the fucking, you bring the bottle in the, oh in the coat because you know God. in New York you got the coat, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. He got kicked out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> And then uh, I'm like tripping yeah. out because I'm trying to DJ and like be cool with the owner, and then they're telling you, my, telling me, yo, my your boy, blah, blah blah. And I'm like, yo, I don't know. What. And I'm bro, heated outside. I'm like texting him. Never, shit. Like, never DJ ever again. Yeah, I, did yeah. it. I was texting him like, where the fuck you at, dog? <laughs> they threw me out, dude. That's how you're gonna do me, dog. All right. And all you right. had the bottle right and, here, and, and I still time. had the bottle, dog. And then we met some dude. You remember that? Dude? I think his name was Eric or some shit. I was, there was like a gallery in front of the fucking and he little just place. Made a friend. And, and I then, just met this dude, and, and we're chilling, dude. And then, listen, shit. So we're chilling. I'm just outside, like, wait, like waiting for Hector, but also just kind of pissed because I was hammered. And I'm just waiting for him. And this dude comes out, and I act like I don't know Hector. Like, I'm just like, whatever. And I'm chilling with this new dude. <laughs> like and then this guy me, pulls out oh his little God. book bag and shit, like, super heated, probably at me, too. I'm like, yo, this is Eric, dog. This is my boy, Hector, whatever. <laughs> and then we just my start ex-friend. rolling with this dude, bro. And we legit just had a night out with this fucking guy, like some random dude we never saw again, bro. That's some New York shit. Bro. That yeah, was that is some, some New York, York shit. That shit happens bro. in New York, that. bro. In New York, you meet people and then you're like, yo, why don't we just go over here? And then you just end up going to like some fucking club or some bar or some t- somebody's crib. Walking, like, subway, yeah. oh, That shit's happened to me so many fucking times when I'm out there and like, bro, one time I ended up in like this fucking like somebody's apartment in like Miami-sized Brickle apartment, but in New York. So you already know that shit's like whoever lives there's a fucking trillionaire. Uh, till like eight in the morning. This is a random, super random story. But we're at this dude's crib, and I was with Alex, my old roommate, 
And this is right when Alexa had come out. Y'all remember the, you know, obviously Alexa, Amazon, oh, whatever. Wow. So it had just come out and they were playing music, whatever. And I, 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 I go over to Alexa and I was like, yo, this is when Migos was like on the top. I'm like, Alexa, play the best of Migos. Now playing. Blah, blah, blah. So it starts playing. And then some people come through, like typical New York, like mad cocaine, fucking after hours. They came back from like an after hour. It's like six in the morning. And they were like, the fuck's playing all this rap shit, bro? Play some fucking Claptone or some fucking. So they're like telling, they're like grabbing the Alexa and they're like, play techno, play techno. And like they kept saying like, play house. But they didn't realize that they had to say like, Alexa, you know, like. So it took them like, it took them like an hour. Cause I, I was like, yo, I want to listen to Migos. Fuck that. It took them like an hour for them to realize they like Googled it. Like, yo, how do we change the music? Whatever. And I'm like, first of all, you could just like disconnect. I'm, I'm thinking like all the logical ways. Then they finally found out that they had to say, Hey, Alexa, to change the music. Didn't you always feel like when you would visit, like they were awesome. Like, yo, this guy from Miami. Yeah. 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 yeah from Miami. I mean, there's always that it, vibe. Oh, dude. facts. But I'm just, I mean, I'm the same way. It's the same way for New York cats here. You're like, Oh, this guy's from New York. Yeah. yeah but York. I, especially when this, I'll go visit this guy, he had all his thespian friends and they're all like mad eccentric and eclectic and You're shit. Like, oh, he uses and real like, soap. Bro. I'm like bro, this guy, bro. Yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. They're, this guy talking, they're talking like they're what? trying to talk super deep and shit. I'm what's like, that yo. brand? What's that brand of soap that has like the label and has like a million words on it? Or they make a lot of organic. like organic shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Marvin's. What is it? Mayors. Like oh, he, he doesn't use Mayors, but I'm, I know people use that shit for everything. Like. But did you ever have that like when you first got there, people were like kind of looking at you sideways, like, "Yo, this guy's from Miami, trying to like be an actor, bro." He probably just speaks Spanish and shit. Oh no, for sure. But I, I think more in New York, what I what I ran into was like, "Yo, with it, e. that you're Puerto Rican and shit." They just put yeah, you yeah, in. yeah. You're just in a Puerto Rican like, or you're you're Dominican, so it's one or the other. I never really got the Miami thing. I mean, people obviously when you say you're from Miami, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like, dude, chill the fuck out," you know what I mean? But I, I did always, that's kind of why I didn't really go out in New York is like the people I was meeting, the theater people, like I, I've never really connected with that, with, with, with those groups. Yeah. But you went over there to do theater initially. I did. Right? I did. I did. But I wasn't there to make friends. Like I, <laughs> so it's the same thing. Like, like in, yeah, when I started theater at, at Miami Dade, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't feel like I fit in with these people because I was always with like baseball dudes in high school and all this crap. And so... When I when I met the theater people, I was like, "What?" Like, I I, I just didn't click. You were with like, them. and you played baseball like all your life, and then you're like, oh, "Yeah, I'm yeah, an yeah actor. exactly." Until high school, and so then, uh, but it's not even a thing. It's just like a I don't know. Like if they if it, then I've met people that I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I connect with this dude even though he's an actor. And now in, in TV, I encounter that more. But in theater, especially in New York, it's like it's hard to come it's by like, people that they're just dorks. Yeah, I, dude, I mean, I, Look, I did, I did, it, I did sound a light. I did sound a light like in high school, and like <laughs> I did a, a lot of plays, and I, I used to have, I mean, that was. But I also grew up in Nicaragua, so like our dorks were different. It's like a different kind of dorks. But I'm used to like the the art dorks, which I mean, I'm an art dork too. So like, I completely understand like the from the the jock side to like an, a like. I don't know. To me, theater's always been dorky, like you know. I'm, yeah, but I'm, it's not even art dork, so because, like for instance, the kids that did theater in high school, to me, seem different than the ones that started after high school because there's just something to it. Like they, even when it comes to actual talent, like mm -hmm. they have bad habits and things because they're used to playing like improv games. Got it. Got like, it. That happened to me when I started. I was like, dude, 
I started taking a class with Anna Panero in, in South Beach, and she was more like method, like, you know, getting into like what the monologue is, your feelings and shit. And then I go to Miami Dade and they're playing improv. I'm like, bro, what the fuck am yeah. I doing here? Like, I'm not here to play improv. Is improv, is improv like frowned upon? Frowned upon, yeah. It's no, no, no. Improv is dope, but there's like these games that like theater teachers in, in, in high school and then in, in college do, which is like to break the ice, right? So right. like right now it's like if we're all feeling like we don't know each other, like we'll play a game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's exactly. an improv game and like, like I'm going to buzz you in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's insane. different than like actual improv, which is no, that that is like, that's a real thing. Like that's SNL type of thing. Yeah. The Groundlings in, in LA. Uh, that's UCB in New York. Like that's a different like world. Right. But the the improv games to like so we all become friends and like feel better around each other. That shit, I was like, dude, I can't do this, bro. And if I hadn't met that lady, my my original in Miami Beach, I probably would have been like, nah, this ain't for me. Yeah. That's, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, because in Miami, the I mean, and we've talked to like comedians and stuff, and like I feel like comedy and acting in miami is very like there's not Niche. a lot it's of it's like it. a very small especially the community and the scene mm -hmm. it's like a weird thing to be into here yeah i don't i don't get why people stay here dude like that's just me i don't get why comedians or actors stay here that's why like, you decided you, to move you have right to away. Yeah. you have to you feel you can't build or there's no avenues or there's no lanes to like really build from miami in miami to launch out but you, Maybe maybe starting now because of the pandemic and all right. this, it might change a little bit. But even still, at some point, you got to move, man. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, name me a comedian that is, like, known nationally that's just based out of Miami. Yeah, I mean, I don't. On that name level. me an actor yeah. who's known nationally. Robbie Ramos. No, no, no. Yeah, no, fuck out. But, Andy Garcia. But even then, I wasn't based. No, no, no. I'm not yeah, saying no, no, from no. here. I'm yeah. saying based here right yeah, so i i i'm from here but i'm not based yeah, here. his bio his bio is not gonna say that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. based in new york or yeah i've seen wherever yeah i've seen a few yeah i've seen a few like friends of friends but same thing they're based in la they're based in new york they're based in in other cities but they're originally from here yeah, yeah no there's that. a lot of talent yeah. from here like but a lot the I, guys have decided to leave but those are the people that decided to leave is just not a hub for it yeah there's no, no I, I mean, I, 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 I completely understand it's not a, and that's, that's, I think a lot of people get it kind of like Miami's, you know, music, more music, like. Not even that. Well, not even, yeah. I would say Miami's just more like a. There is. A fuck up, like, that's where you go to fuck, like, fuck around. Nah, Miami's more a fuck like. around spot. Uh, you go to like, go? like a project. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not centered here. Right. Yeah. People the, come record their album and right. then write out. Or yeah, because like, even, even, even. Bad for, Boys 3. Even for Basil, even for Basil, like, yo, 80% of the events are, are based out of talent companies from LA and New York. Yeah, yeah. You know? Nothing, nothing is homegrown here, barely. Uh, do you, do you, any reason why? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, look, like Atlanta now where I'm shooting Heels, the, the, the TV show on Stars is like they start building actual studios there. Right. I think they tried to do that with Miami, and I don't know if it was like I heard a government like, thing yeah, or what, but they like didn't. The taxes and the fund and the government like restrictions or some shit. People right. are like, yo, it's not worth building an infrastructure here if we're not going to be able to like maximize our money right so let's just go out of here right and i think they even shot a show there was a show called bloodline i think in the mm -hmm. keys yeah and they they had to stop shooting there because the, 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 the other Leguizamo. one that's just fire 
The what? Uh, Bloodline. It has like John Leguizamo and shit. Yeah. Even yeah. even Burn Notice. You guys remember that? Burn Notice used to be. Out Burn Notice was here, and it was the same shit. Yeah, because it was the same shit. They had a lot of because I I used to watch it. I watched it. I started watching it when it was already on. And then, like, the last season, I think they filmed it in L.A. It wasn't even filmed here. And I remember, because I was following the show, and um, they, they, I remember, like, they would post shit, like, hey, you know, like, we're trying to make it work. Like, they were having issues. And it was public. that Because they used to shoot in the Grove. They would shoot in random locations. But they posted, hey, you know, like, we're trying to figure it out, whatever. So, like, from what I've seen as somebody who kind of follows but it's not in it, like, it seems like there's not, like, like a, like a, like a springboard you know like people like like i said people come for shit but it's not like nothing's based out of here and it's not like i mean you could say more to this but it's not like djing where like if you could if you could do it here you could do it anywhere that's new york right like this shit is like you you just start here and then you make your way to wherever you're going but it's not like a greeting greeting ground no breeding grounds no 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 it's not yeah at all I mean, maybe it'll change. You know, like I said, Atlanta has changed, man. Yeah. Like, there's people that are, instead of going to uh, New York or LA, they're going to Atlanta. Atlanta. There's agents, like, Is that agents. because of the Tyler Perry thing? Yeah, I Tyler Perry that's started that's it, that right? Reason, so, right? you know, but I think they're also helping him, and, they're, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, government things that need to happen mm-hmm. for studios to want to bring things to Yeah, he probably, was, he probably was, like, a big big deal because I mean, he, he, he had been there for more than over 10 years yeah. but recently the grand opening was like he a launched, year ago he launched that oh he's huge man that's he, what we're he shooting he created like a millions of jobs right yeah, the, the, yeah. studio law right it's bro, bro it's, it's huge it's, not, like it's like 16. its own estate like it's insane yeah he has like his like 16 sound stages and they're massive dude yeah. like the our one of our directors on our show is named pete siegel he's the dude who he directed tommy boy and all these things he's like this is Fire. the biggest lot i've ever worked in wow and and we have like a so the show is about wrestling heels and we have like a, a ring and like a, you know like it's it's a legit spot i'll show you the yeah. pictures after but it's it's massive dude like a massive space yes yeah, tyler perry enter, yeah, enter yeah, there. Wow. and that's all you should uh yeah green grab everything yeah. and then he so we're shooting half of our scenes there the the, the scenes that that take place in the in the wrestling arena are shot at Tyler Perry, screen and then we have um, we have other scenes that are shot at uh, this place called uh, Rail Bros, which used to be his assistant, dude. This guy mm-hmm. is Cuban. He's he's from Miami. He he uh, he started working as Tyler Perry's assistant, and then he bought his old lot. Wow! So Tyler Perry's old lot was bought by his assistant. W- what was once his assistant? That's when you know you're doing it when your assistant. Yeah buys shit Ed, and comes up get yeah. to it bro and See, tyler bro? gave him you know i mean Ed, there's some hope dog <laughs> he's so. not an assistant though oh <laughs> <laughs> hasn't upgraded hasn't been i wanted to ask um because i saw that you worked with a legend like ruben um how is that any different from working maybe with just regular old actors you're talking about ruben Rojas? yeah sorry yeah. i didn't say that no 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 it's all good um <laughs> Dude, Ruang is like the sweetest dude I've ever met in my life. And he's also super talented, man. Like when we did Amparo with him mm-hmm. and uh, and this dude played my my grandfather. And and um, if you guys, did you, you didn't go. I, to, didn't, I didn't make it. You didn't make it? Dog? Nah, Damn, that's what's up. I didn't make it because even back then I was broke. 
<laughs> Even oh, back then, I, was, hey, I wanted to go when it was three ninety nine, bop bop. But then <laughs> that shit turned into it blew up. Party, that shit was, yo, that shit was like you gotta fucking give a kidney. Like like yo, you have to give your kidney to Fidel. If you don't give your fucking kidney to Fidel, you're not getting in. Show with that Fidel shit. Oh, <laughs> look, but so what we're saying is this, dude. So Ruang. He, he was playing my grandfather, and and uh, we had this whole scene where he would come up to my group because Amparo was in groups, and it was these groups of like 14, 15, 20. And he came up to my group, dude, and he would steal the the scene, bro. Like, he would just start improving, and then my group is like, I want to go with that dude. I don't want to stay with yeah. fucking this dude. And then I would have to up my game and, like, make them feel like, no, 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 I want to stay with with my character. His name was Jorge, instead of going with this with this dude because he was so electric, man. Mm-hmm. He's like a... He's a character. Have you seen yeah. him? Have you seen him on that, uh, I think you should leave show? Oh, yeah, Yo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious, is, dog. I watched... He- is that a character or is he like that 24-7? No, no, that's a character, but but okay. he but Ruang is a funny dude, man. He's also really shy though. Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of has those two and he's deep, man. That's something that I think uh, I'm working with the director of Amparo and the writer of Amparo to do uh just to make this dude as famous as we can. Mm-hmm. So we're like doing like a one-man show. We have this plan for a TV show with him and and uh and somebody else i don't know if they want me to name him yet but so we're we're thinking about all these things because he's like he's got this side of him that you know people see in those shows and he's funny and he was in this other show called Gote tropical back in the 90s that people know him from but now it's like we want to show them like yo this dude also has like a really big heart yeah so you're trying to produce him basically yeah we're trying to yeah exactly so i actually want to ask you about oh shit I want to ask you about this uh, Amparo thing, because this kind of like you did it while you you moved from New York to do this. Yeah, so it was it was wild, man. I, they they went up to New York to audition New York actors, and at first we didn't know what it was gonna be. We it was like a pilot run of a theater show. We were like, "What the right. hell is this about? That doesn't make sense." Usually pilots are TV, and mm-hmm. so I'm like. Whatever I, I, it was honestly I was like I don't even know if I want to do it because it was gonna it was gonna bring me down to Miami and it was gonna take me away from New York for You're already like fuck Miami yeah. yeah you were on the Nelson tip <laughs> I was born and raised here but fuck Miami and now I'm from New <laughs> nah, York not even dude it was just I was I was trying to make a name for myself out there so when they went up there and they and they auditioned um, they wanted me for a part they they didn't tell me what part they're just yeah. like come down trust us blah blah blah. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do yeah, it. It was I've only never been be there before. Two uh, weeks, huh? That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Charlemagne, dog. <laughs> you guys didn't tell me this shit. All yeah. right, but nah. So so we, I ended up doing it, and uh, we did the pilot run in, in Miami at, at Ball and Chain, and then we did an, another pilot in New York at a at a place called Bill's Townhouse on Fifty Fourth Street, and then it was like a year later they were like, oh, we want to we want to do it now for real. And that's when we did it at the Villa 221. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it ended up being like six months. If you want to. No, man. Like, yeah. It was like a year eight, and a half. Right? Yeah. It was like, well, it, it got was extended a, a lot, right? Like two or three times. And that's when the price yeah, went up. It, it, it was from, <laughs> I, I it was from like one penny to yeah. 10 bucks to like your firstborn. <laughs> but if you want to. Well, first of all, if, sorry. If you want to explain the whole concept of, of the show to people, because I know we're talking about it and like, because we know, but people that are not from Miami. Like, because I thought it was like my sister went with her husband, like on some date, like adult, you know, like we don't do anything. This That was like their experience. So if you want to explain to people like the whole 
Oh my God, I know that guy. Damn, Front dude. row, dude. Front fucking oh, row. Putting me up, bro. You're screen recording, right? All right um, we'll add this in. Yeah, so post. the show is basically, it's it's about Havana Club. Um, and it's how that that uh, that rum was stolen from from the original family that, that made it. Right. The Arrechavalas. And what the show did was you you... You basically showed up to the show. There was an hour of, of drinks before the show, already included with the price on the ticket, right. which was a thousand dollars, like yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we would they they would do an hour, so people would get freaking hammered, course, bro. Because right, imagine, man, bro, they just gave their first son to watch this shit. The beginning was like <laughs> like drink as much as you can before the show. Oh yeah, right. yeah. In the beginning, it was real wild, and then they they kind of tempered that down a little bit so people wouldn't show up so so shit faced. But then, basically, these these characters came down, and they and they would take you through the story. And what would happen is you would basically journey through the the this family's um, tragedy of getting their 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 you know their life uh, taken business taken right. away, and and um, and then it, you know some people would end up uh, in a jail, some people would end up in a in a, in an airport getting stripped, and so there was there was what's what's the word? I'm sorry for like theater and i guess in motion and when you're part of it immersive immersive, immersive theater yeah, yeah that's what it was yeah exactly and there was a lot of people in miami who had never you know they're not theater people and they right. and they just kind of went and 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 really had a like a crazy experience man there was yeah, people- the whole concept is, is super dope you know and then it because it's it's like i said my sister went and she told me it was like a you know it's something different and something cool and like you know you're in it the funny yeah. you're in it you're not sitting down like you're in it you know like yeah, yeah, the, the, the actors are talking to you. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you're really going through this journey. And then there was, I mean, imagine doing that play in Miami about the Cuban Revolution in 1959, There was older people that had really experienced yeah. it, dude, and Crazy. they would have like these flashbacks in the middle of of. I the, saw the someone play. like get escorted out when I went. Like she Bro. was like tripping out. No like, way. Yeah yeah, 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 no facts. She, she was screaming dude. and like they had to get her out of there. Yeah, there was one time this older guy. You know, there's the jail part, yeah. and what it is is um, paredón, right? Where these these um, these like Cuban revolutionaries are like about Execute to kill them. this guy, right? Yeah. yeah, and this dude had a flashback, and he straight up like grabbed the gun from this girl, but he did it in a way which was like tactical. Yeah, like you <laughs> know, this dude knows what he's doing. Tactical. He, he straight up, he took the gun and he pointed <laughs> at her, and when he did that, he. Bro, I saw it. It was right next to me, dude. I get goosebumps because I saw him like realize, like, oh my god, what am I doing? You know, like yeah. I'm I'm in a play, and and then he was like, I'm sorry. Like we didn't even throw him out. Yeah. Usually, if you touch the actors, you get thrown yeah. out. He did that, and we didn't throw him out. We just kind of like we're like, oh, and and we were just patting <laughs> him down, dude. It was wow. you went with it, just That's like insane. Yeah, because only like a section saw that, right? The the scene kept going, and and then the actors. By this time, we had done it over like a hundred times. Yeah. So we were just like we were going, we were doing it no matter what was happening around us. Wow. And so when that happened, dude, it was the wildest thing. And like that's that, that's, we that's really crazy, like bro. We had things like that all the time, I dude. Think we I think we hung out and you told us a story of someone called the cops about a gun or something like that. Oh, I remember <laughs> right? hearing that. Yeah. yeah. So what? So there was a there was a part in the play where. One of the Cuban revolutionaries would escort people down this staircase outside of the venue. And somebody who was across the street 
sees like this person <laughs> coming down with a gun that you can't tell it's fake gun. Yeah. machine gun yeah, yeah 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 he's coming <laughs> down and all these people they're are at like checkers they're behind. at checkers like, yeah they're like smack <laughs> eating eating on top of the car like yo my dude bro my dude bro look look yo they're at the checkers like yo they're about to cash in and they saw the dude they were heroes, dude. They were, yeah, they were heroes. So they called the cops. The cops came. They stopped the show. So in the middle of like the show that people are supposed to be really held down and all this shit, the cops come and SWAT full gear. <laughs> no they, way. They bust into into the venue, and and all the all, the audience people think is it's like, real. People like, damn, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah, yeah. they're yeah, really yeah. doing this, shit. bro. And it was wild, dude. Like that. I mean, things like that happened all the time. That's, That's insane. Awesome. Bro. Makes I it have dope. forgot about. Yo, like imagine, but like imagine the crowd like thinking that the yo, is this part of it? Like, yeah, no, they, they, they had like, no ah, idea. It's like part of it. I don't know. Do I act surprised? Do I put my hands up? Yeah. <laughs> I record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had no idea. That, bro. that was backed by Bacardi, right? Yeah, Bacardi. Because so Bacardi took. You got that Bac- check. What? You got that check, huh? Oh, corporate, corporate. You, you got that? What's up? Can what? You, what? Huh? That check? I'll bro, bleep, we I'll actually bleep it. shot I'll bleep some it. promos that I think we. Oh, that's they right, owe us some right. checks on, but um, oh, it goes nah, but, yeah, because you no, said- but honestly, the 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 actual production it, it cost so much to make yeah. it. There were so many actors. There was so much drinks. Like yeah. there was there was a party after the show, so it was like it, it cost so much to make it, and that's why the prices kept yeah. going. No, up. No, no, I mean, like I'm I'm joking about it, but like overall, I think it it was what, what was it in the end like two hundred one something. No, it, it got pretty wild, but yeah, it got, did New Year's, right? No, that was it was supposed to. We wanted to, bro. That would have been like a thousand. Yeah, yeah, fact. fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine, like, like New Year's private Grutman, only for Grutman, like you know. But you guys did private shows, right? For like celebrities, I think you said I, you told me one time you were gonna do it for Pitt and Gloria Stefan. We were gonna do it for for them, and then uh, I think Pitt wasn't able to go. Gloria Stefan went, but she went on a day when other people were there, and that was wild because she was in my group, and. Oh, there's you know, there's like a genuine star right yeah, next to you, dude, fact, and legend. and everyone in the group is not listening to the show. They wanna, <laughs> they wanna look at Gloria and and uh, and her dude Emilio, and Emilio was real cool, man. Gloria too, but but they were at at a point they were like, you know, guys, like let us enjoy the show. Yeah. But everyone was seeing the show through their eyes, though, right? So like as they're watching the show, everyone's looking at looking them, at like for their reaction. They, right? Yeah, and some of the actors, you know, start acting for them, and then oh, that kind of thing happens. Hilarious. No Over shade, whoever is watching from oh, Apollo, but that's happening. Know. Yeah, Pirulín and Fulano de Tal and shit, you know. They were but, like, oh my god, yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Over like yeah. over doing like, accents yeah. and shit. <laughs> They do different accents. Like, they just do show it. their range. Going wild, dude. But yeah, that was dope, man. But did you that get was... tired of it after week three or what? No, yeah, it was it was the most you're tiring. Doing the thing most I've ever repetitive done. every week, right? It was three times a week. It was, man. But like, I here's the thing: like when I would see people how they would react to the show, I was like, oh no, it's worth it. Because there was genuine like after the show, people were crying. Um, there's a, there was a part of a certain part of the show that it felt like you were on a boat. Like rocking to the states, and people would straight up like. I mean, you'd hear people screaming, crying. Um, my, and I, my dad went. He was like tripping balls. I think I saw him. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was he a religious. Was, it, yeah, it felt the, like, the yeah. circle at the end. My dad was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? 
I was like, do you know what's going on? He's vibing. You're not from Cuba, dude. <laughs> Damn. That's like when the edible hit. Just, Bro, yeah. legit. I was, and people were like crying legit in the back and like oh, holding yeah. their family and shit. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, no, it got wild. So that that kind of gave me the 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 want to keep doing it. But, were but you for worried? sure, it was it was tiring, bro. But were you worried about like, oh shit, these all my homies in New York are fucking getting after doing all this shit, network shit, plays, and all this, and I'm over here. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, man. And so that's why halfway through that, I start planning like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna start making money in TV? <laughs> How am I gonna start making money in TV? Was it? That was it. I was like, dude, I'm 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 done doing theater and for nothing. You know, I always want to do theater for the rest of my life, but I need to be making money somehow with this talent that I have. Like I can't, you know. But how do you decide, like, all right, I wanna do this because I need the check and it's a good secure job? versus yo but this is like dope and like as an actor i can do i can perform really well and show like my talent but i'm gonna get paid like a talk well that's why that's why you gotta make the money in tv and then on your off time be able to do theater although i will say the show that i'm doing now i got lucky right because i feel like i can still be creative and and all of that through that show and it's a huge challenge for me because it's like working with cameras there's lights it's a different vibe, but, uh, but with theater, like, you know, I always want to go back to it, even if I'm making no bread, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, at some point during Amparo, I was like, nah, I'm done. And, and so I started strategizing, dude, the same thing I had done when I, when I finished high school and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I started doing it again with Amparo, which was like eight years later. And that's writing down like what I want to do. How am yeah. I going to do it? Boom. Who do I know? Who, what other contacts I've made? You're very, I, I love when you post those, like, your old tweets, because you're, like, very visualization and uh, determination. How, how, where'd you get that, like, yo, I'm going to write this down, and then it's going to come into fruition, like, manifestation, there we go. Somewhere after high school, I was so bummed. you were an out. athlete. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so how the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. I started, I started writing down things right after high school. That's when I started writing. And I found these old notebooks that I, and it, you know, a lot of it is very like naive and like idealistic and all this stuff. But then there's actual things that I wrote down that have come true. And I even forget that I wrote them down. I wrote some down like a uh, 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 series regular by 29. And I was looking through my notebooks and it's there, dog. That's the crazy shit. When you Fine. find it and you forgot you wrote it. Bro, I forgot I wrote it. I'm like, and, and I turned, I, I, I booked heels. A week before my 30th birthday. So that's like one of those things where it's like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But part of it is like, yeah, it's the writing it down. But then I did the, the actions. Like I moved over there. I, I met people. I did every play I could do. And then I wrote my own play, which was for me the breakthrough. Right? Like I could connect. The heels gig all the way down to when I wrote that play off of 66. Like a direct connection. I met this person from writing Alpha. Then I met that person. Then I met this person. Then I met that person. And now I'm here. You know, it was like right. literally that, that direct. Um, so writing, making my own work was where it really started to like, where things really started to open up for me.
Yeah, I'm starting to realize that it's like you write things down, but then also you do things with obviously a plan, but you just keep doing them in your own way. And then it just leads to things and then that become your thing. But you weren't like necessarily intentionally trying to do that thing. Mm -hmm. But it happened because you were just on the road. Keep going, keep yeah, going. Dude. And then it like spurts out into this thing, into this thing. And then you're on a fucking star show. Here's regular. It's crazy, dude. Like I, I remember, uh, so I had to, I had to drive to to L.A. when I booked the gig to move all my stuff down to Miami because I didn't want to be paying for that that apartment I had out there, and I was down here for the pandemic. And I remember the drive over there, I was just like going through, like, how the fuck did I get here, dude? Cause what happens also when you get a little bit of success is all of a sudden it's like I don't deserve it. So now I'm like, I'm driving to L.A. I'm like, bro, I haven't worked hard enough for this. Like I'm not. 40. I know friends that are 40, 50, and they still, I mean, Ruben Rabasa, although he's, he's killing it, is like he's 82, 83, yeah. still searching for the line. next gig. So, so I start thinking, oh, I don't deserve it. Like, you know, I haven't worked hard enough, you know? And then I start, but then I start going through. I'm like, no, I have, dude. I went through this. I did this. And I start retracing my steps. And I realized, bro, that for real, it did, like, I, I manifested it, dude. And I manifested it the way you said, which was like, take this step, then you take the other one. And then somebody comes out and says something else. And you're like, oh, I'll follow that. And you just follow shit, your intuition, you know. Um, and that's how it happened for me, dude. And, and then also mentors. For Big. me, like, that shit was huge. I had a mentor who, who was like, you got to write. Aminta de Lara, she's a Venezuelan director. And she was like, you got to write. You know, and 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 I and so I wrote my play, and she helped me. And then after that, I met JD, who's a, who's a producer. Jermaine uh, Dupree, huh? Jermaine <laughs> Dupree, yeah, I made I met Jermaine <laughs> Dupree, and kidding. he hooked me up. Nah, but I met this dude named JD, and 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 he was a a, a Cuban producer in LA, and he was like, "Who the fuck wrote this play, Alpha Sixty Six? It's about Cuba, and it's about this 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 group." And so I don't know, man. It's like it's so weird, bro. How how shit happens. Um, I recently just had a, a podcast with JD, and he was like, "Dude, the the title of your play Alpha Sixty Six is the reason I reached out to you." So I'm like, "Who the fuck wrote this play about about this group?" And I remember like debating, "Do I put Alpha Sixty Six because it's a little bit of a um, a heat up, dude? Like, yeah. there's a lot of heat up with that with that group." And I was like, yeah, no, fuck it. I feel it in my heart. Like, that shit needs to be called Alpha 66. And, then, and I wrote it with that title. And that was the calling card, you know? Oh, I mean, I think a lot, like you said, even like us, as, I mean, me with this podcast, I'm like, you think like, yo, it's dope. But like, I don't know. Am I really, why am I doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And then you, someone hits you up about it. And you're like, oh, shit. Or like, yo, how do you do this? Or like, like people say that they listen. Or I look at the numbers and I'm like, what the like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how is that even possible so i just like all right, let's just keep going and see what happens and see what it turns into and and you never know dude that's like alpha 66 is not on broadway right it didn't even go off broadway it just did like a couple workshop productions but it's who i met because i wrote that mm -hmm. thing so like if you guys like let's say you're doing this podcast and you're like man i don't the first weekend you're like oh the path the numbers and it's embarrassing and people ah and you stop doing it, dude. And it's like, no, you got to stay the course of, right. of doing it. And who the fuck knows eventually what's going to happen. Somebody sees it, wants to put money like real bread into the production of the shit. And you guys start. I mean, you don't know, dude, you know. And then you're also building skills as you do those things. Yeah. 
That's the best that, part about it. Yeah, and that's that, I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that like when when they kind of feel that way, they you're 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 growing and you're gonna keep growing. So just keep doing it. Like exactly. a lot of people think that oh I'm not learning or I'm not going anywhere or, or man whatever. But part of the process is I mean learning is part of the process. You know, you never like had a one moment of like especially in New York like yo what the fuck. Oh yeah, why yeah. I'm going home, bro? <laughs> no, I didn't, man. And, and and you know, like Janessa, my 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 wife, um, dude, I I remember distinctly, like we were about like 22, 23, and and I told her like I'm I'm willing to to sleep in a park for this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, and I meant it. I was not gonna go back to Miami. I, I, this is what I was gonna do, no matter what. I was willing to live in a park, do whatever the fuck I had to do. And that scared her, dude, because I may mean, imagine you're she 23. Like, yeah, she wants to have kids. Park. She wants to do it. She's like, a fucking park. This guy's <laughs> fucking out of his mind, dude. But I really meant that, dude, from the bottom of my fucking heart. I wasn't going to, you know. You and the pigeon lady from. <laughs> yeah, just me and her, dog, chilling. But that probably chilling. was also, she was like, oh, he's like for real. This Maybe isn't bro. like a fucking phase. Of oh, like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that definitely proved to her, like, yo, if she's going to stay with me, like. She's going to have to. Because New York was a grind. Like, dude, it was. Yeah. You would just move there. You had like no money. No money, dude. No contacts. Like not one single soul. I didn't know anybody. And. Uh, How long did it take till you got your first anything? Bro. Bro, because when you get there, you probably have like your excited so what's the, high hopes. Yeah. What's, what's the, what's the, like the process when you move where like. You get there, like it's it's like in the movie, like the empty apartment with the boxes, and you're just like, all right. Well, City like, never it was yeah. a, it was a basement, bro. I had one little window at the top, yeah, depressing. where I could see like a car that was parked right. there, and uh, <laughs> and it, you know, that's yeah, how it is, yeah, yeah. dude. Nice. And I got there, yeah, exactly. That, I got there. That's a that's a view. That's yeah. an extra that's, that's an extra five hundo. He was there right. living in a furnace that they were like, oh, we can rent this out. Yeah, no, that they'll <laughs> talk, about, right? I've lived. You in were one. there, bro. You saw it. it's it's legit. I mean, it was probably like the size of this room. Right? That window's an extra five hundo on rent. Yeah. The window, the window, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, hey, dude. if you don't want, if you, it's two hundred bucks, and now they cover the window. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even yeah. see the tires. That was the vibe, bro. Where at? Where in New York? Like uh, Astoria, Queens, nice. which was good. So I was in there. a good area. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not crazy out there. Not that crazy. Nah, nah, nah. And right next to the subway. Yeah, right yeah, next. Oh, not fire. bad. No, Astoria is dope. No, it was dope, so. dude. It was real. It was real cool. And and uh, when I got there, I had a one year conservatory at Terry Schreiber. So I had that for a year. I knew I was going to meet people there. I knew that, you know, that was going to kind of set me off. Mm-hmm. And But halfway through that, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm learning all these things in this class, but I want to apply them. So I start looking for off-off-Broadway plays for free, dude. Like free work while I'm in school. So I'm doing a, an actual play in New York and then also learning. And that, that affected a little bit the, the, the schooling. But, dude, what am I doing the school for if I'm not? actually applying on, it on the job yeah exactly yeah, right. so that that was my first year there dude it was like doing the school and then doing these off-broadway plays and how do you how do you get into the off-broadways you just look them up is it like yeah there's a couple what's the process craigslist like, or yeah like it? it's kind of like a craigslist but it's called like actors access and then backstage those are the two Backpage? websites uh, yeah, yeah backstage.com Triggered. Triggered. i mean back in the day when i lived in new york like all the actors would like go to like supermarket and get like those it's like a, a newspaper but for oh, actors yeah, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, i forgot the name of it yeah 
I don't know the name of it either, but there was trades and things. You yeah, can look yeah at. Like but that, but like mostly what I did was it. like the, yeah, the online thing. And, and, uh, and I found a bunch of stuff there, man. I found a bunch of plays and I never stopped working on a play from like, it, I think it was probably like January of, of, of 20, 2012. Yeah. I didn't stop until I left just doing, but I mean, working for free most of right. the time. Yeah, yeah. And then, like four years in, dude, I'm like, I got to start looking at the business side. Because up to that point, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I I, I, I never give a shit about money, dude. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Your fridge was a representation of that. Every, uh, yeah, yeah. every time I would go visit, I'm like, bro, he had like one beer from like the year I visited <laughs> last year. <laughs> but light with like the old label. Yeah, bro, like literally yeah. from that one time that I'm like, Yo, Yeah, no, I never gave a shit about grinding. money, dude. And I was, I was very like stuck on that artistic thing. Yeah, naive, right? But then at <laughs> some point I was like, oh, I got to start making money. And that's when um, Anna Panero, who I brought up earlier, she introduced me to my first manager. Brian. Huh? <laughs> Brian, huh? I don't know that reference. Brian. Oh, oh Brian. Brian, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah I, 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 I needed a Brian, <laughs> dog. I still need a Brian. No, no, no not anymore. You know, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that, that, was, that was what happened, man. It was four years in until I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to come see me in a play. Because that, that, that's the old thing. Is like you would do plays, and then somebody would come see you, and they'd be like, oh, I want to represent you. Right. That's rare now, dude. Yeah. It's now Pacino's times. And I was right. reading those books and reading about how Pacino you made You thought you were going to be fucking Robert De Niro. Yeah, that somebody was just going to come and see me in a play and be like, I want you in my movie. That's not how it worked. I think the DJs kind of oh, for sure. think that, like, oh, I mean, it's happened, like, one in a million. Right. And did you ever do something? And some guy was like, I want, I want you. And then they would never follow up. Yeah. Yeah, but that happens a lot. I mean, that's what, there's always that, that flaky nonstop, shit. Like, time, yeah. yo, I want you to DJ a fucking A Rod party. I'm his dog walker's cousin. <laughs> or someone sets you up with something and they're like, yo, all you got to do is come. Like, you know, it's already, you're already a shoe in. Just like come here, meet that guy, and da 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 da. And then it's like, doesn't, Never. doesn't come. That happens, dude. That happens. And in New York, I mean, there's a lot of that, bro. There's a lot of people preying on the fact that like actors are, are like desperate. Desperate. Mm. a lot of people making money off of that and they you know it happens all the time now it's gone online too you see all these things like oh take my class i'll show you how to you know mm -hmm. how to get your package together and this that, and the other it's so it's like Ooh. but you know Bounce. it's hard dog it, the the business is hard bro it, it's the same it's similar to your shit where there's no real blueprint bro yeah mm -hmm. no of course the arts any all arts is kind of the same but i think that with time We've all kind of adapted more and, and learned more of the business side of it. You know? right. Like, I didn't think of the business side of the thing even 10 years ago. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, we were just money, all I'm trucking on. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. if I got a check for this, it's great, but <laughs> yeah. who cares? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we would do those gigs. I, we were DJing at multi million dollar venues, and we didn't even know if we were going to get paid because we fucking we was going to get us booked somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mm -hmm. opportunity, the look. The look, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask, future-wise, where do you think TV, television is going? Because, you know, like the internet, streaming, YouTube, kind of huge COVID. right now. You think it's, or Quibi, which would have been huge if the pandemic wouldn't have hit. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think TV is going to pivot towards that? Like, on more online access type of thing and maybe less commercial-wise and more like, like uh, 
ground hating TV. You get me like raw. No yeah. yeah, that's happening. I mean, like for instance, my boy he's, he's doing this uh, this movie and and they originally wanted to do it as a movie. He already has like a big actor attached. Mm -hmm. Now they're doing a limited series of that. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's going. And I think it's better, bro, because you can tell stories yeah, more. Six-hour movie, basically. Exactly. That's exactly what yeah. it is. So I think it is. I think it's going towards that, man. I just hope that theaters stay alive, too. Yeah. Because that shit is like it's its own experience. You know? Right, of course. Um, so I, ho I hope it doesn't completely go away. But you think now, especially with COVID, like, that whole model of like you need to be in LA and and around all the studios and all the execs and all the agents like because those like sitcoms I mean if, if you're gonna be on like a sitcom ABC CBS NBC I think that's always gonna be there mm -hmm. but do you think living in LA to like make it as a I guess quote unquote actor or entertainer is like now a hundred percent necessary. No, or it's you a, can move around. You could you could move around. I mean like. Right now, I mean, you can be anywhere because nobody's doing anything in person. Right. But I think eventually it will come back, though, because there's something about the, the, the human element of, like, being in a room with somebody. Yeah, that kind of interaction and, and bonding. Yeah, and, you, and you, you get to feel them out. You yeah. see, oh, this person's, you know, he's a cool dude. He's got a good vibe. Boom. So for casting, I think it will come back, man, mm -hmm. where it's, like, in person and, and even meeting an agent. Like, an agent, there's a difference between he meets you on Zoom and then he meets you in person. Yeah, uh, so I think it will eventually go back to where you got to be in, in certain spots, you know. Um, I don't think that this thing is forever. Did, did this pandemic like completely fuck you up like mentally with like. Because I mean, for a lot of DJs and I mean, everyone in this room is like we were like going full force 100 percent. And then like in one second, it's like, yo, you're done, dude. I had severe anxiety. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when i tell you severe anxiety bro i mean i was having i was like dude i'm gonna go nuts bro because i had just moved to la it was my first time in la i'd never been to la i'd never done the whole thing i got out there i got the reps dude i was like i got an agent i got a manager now i'm, I'm kicking and um i moved there january 13th i booked my first audition in la like the first audition i had i booked it and it was a recurring so i was like damn dude it's three episodes like, this is wild. I had only booked, like, guest stars, which are one-day things. You mm -hmm, go in yeah. one day, you get out. So I booked this thing. I start shooting it, like, like a, a week after I'm in the room with all these actors, like Bruno Bashir, uh, uh, in Snowfall. I don't know if you guys watch Snowfall and yeah, FX, but all the actors from that show, dude. So I'm like, damn, I damn been bro, I'm in this room. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing it, dog. And I shoot one day on the show. And it's all like exterior, like like stuff where I'm just like kind of moving the actors from one place to another because I played a cop. And bro, then fucking the pandemic hits, and I was just like, "Well, I guess it's a two week thing. Let me go back to Miami, like just be with family during this two week yeah. lockdown." Hmm. <laughs> it turns into yeah, still here, dog. <laughs> we still here, dog. <laughs> it turns right into now. some other shit, bro. And from January so, to December, we're here, dog. Yeah, dude. So then I was. I think it was somewhere around April where I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no money. I have no job. I don't know when the industry is going to come back. I'm watching all these dudes that have made it. Like Joey Diaz had a, you know, his podcast. He's saying, yo, forget about your dream of becoming a ballet dancer. Like, go work at the fucking grocery mm -hmm. store. Go do it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's just starting to 
to to like get into the rhythm right. of things. So um then <laughs> to add to that, my girl gets pregnant. Oof. And All I'm right. like, dude, Little Robbie. Now we, like, Robert Room. Yeah, I have been. I have. It, it was a little bit of relief because you know, I mean, getting pregnant is not easy. So I was, I was definitely relieved, and I was super happy about it, bro. But then a week later, the next day, whatever, wow. it it fucking falls on you, like, bro, what am I doing, dude? I'm staying at my mom's house right now. I'm, I'm I have no job, no, no anything going on. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do, bro? Start doing Wim Hof. <laughs> right. Breathing exercise. Aubrey Marcus is on fucking repeat. I'm like trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this. Wim Hof legit helped me, dude. Like that, that breathing, breathing shit legit. was legit as fuck. The cold therapy, all that. I did it all, bro. Right? Meditating. Mm. Sam Harris on fucking every morning. I had this routine. It kind of it settled me down. A month later, I get the, the audition notice. First audition I've had in the whole pandemic, bro. We're talking about like three, four months already. My first audition comes in, uh, in, in at the end of June. And it's for this thing, Heels, bro. And I'm like, whatever, dude. It's a self-tape. Like, uh, what a, I, I guess I'll send it in. I did the self-tape. I send it in. Um, a week later, my agent's like, hey, uh, they love you. Like, they, they really like you. Just be ready, right? Because we're going to have a, there's going to be a callback with the producers. So I'm thinking it's like a callback. They're going to want me to act the scene out again. Yeah. And they give you notes and shit like this. So, all right. Bro, it turns out the callback comes in and it's like, yo, you got to do a workout. <laughs> now, we're pandemic, dude. We're talking about pandemic. I've gained a little yeah, bit. Like pandemic right? 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not in shape at all. You got to do a workout. They want to see me do a workout because it's a wrestler. Right. Now, he's a little bit down and out, so he, they don't want, like, you know, fucking yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah. but they want you they to don't be want able to Zaya. move around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want this. They don't want Hector Zaya. They don't want that shit. They want shit, Robbie Ramos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they want something. But hey, he used to be an athlete. Dang. That's true, so though. That little gene. It that didn't know the gene, gene. That hey, gene, bro. I ran 10 miles once with this dude, so I let that be known, dude. On the day Bin Laden died, bro. I remember <laughs> we ran the 10 miles, guys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Listen. We didn't stop once, dude. No, no, hey, no. Wow. And there he was, didn't stop. I swear on that. Because I was behind the whole time. I he barely run once. Like, keep Biscayne, bro. We ran that shit, and it was like, it, we started running like at three. We ended like at seven. And fucking the lights, I mean, the, the, the sun went down. There was no lights. We were oh, running in the coming. shit. Yeah. But then when we finish running, it's like, I, I checked my phone, Bin Laden died. I was like, what fucking, what's going <laughs> on here, dude? Let's just stay here. America. Yo, Bin Laden, dude. Ten more. <laughs> Ten more. <laughs> We're like. <laughs> you wanted to go run with the flag? <laughs> Yeah, dog. Now we went on a cruise the next day. Oof. That, with the flag. That's what it was with for. With the flag. That's, right, yeah, the flag. We that's were, what it was for. We were, we were getting prepared for that. Damn, I went to run 10 miles a day before you went on a cruise. Yeah, dude, we were, so we're trying to show up. <laughs> bro, that's some Hollywood Mike shit. Right? <laughs> so that's what I'm like, saying. When you, the last crease. You know, <laughs> when, you, when you know you want to be ready for something that you really want to be ready for, you know you can turn it on. Exactly, dude. So I'm assuming. Was yeah, what was, the, what was the workout like? What I had to tap into that. It was, it was simple in part. So there was, it was 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups. 
10 get-ups, but it's like a wrestling get-up. It's a little different. And then 10. (laughs) It's some shit, bro. And so then, and then 10 something else. I don't remember, but it was these 10 of 10 of 10, whatever. And that was kind of, that was fine, dude. I did that. So, fuck, where do I get? Okay, so I'm in Tennessee, bro, right? We're in Gatlinburg, and I get the call for this callback. We're in Gatlinburg because my parents are getting a cabin out there. I start looking for gyms because I'm like, yo, I can't. Yeah, middle of fucking know, nowhere. I'm gonna do yeah. During the pandemic, the first too. gym that comes up is a gym with a with a, I see like a ring, like a boxing ring. So I'm like, let me call this gym. I call the gym. I tell the guy, hey man, this is a weird request, but I'm an actor. I need like an hour of your time for you to film this audition. Like, uh, it's for the part of a wrestler in Atlanta. And he's like, oh, he's like, it's for the part of what? Like, it's a wrestler in Atlanta. He's like, dude, I was a wrestler in Atlanta no in an independent league. I'm like, oh my god, everything's lining up, dude. Like, this is my, yeah. this is it, dog. This That's is what you hear crazy. about. People talk about in podcasts, like yeah. this. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. So the next day, I show up to this guy's thing, wearing a mask, out of shape of shit. Up, he shows up. Was he like in costume? Nah, 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 nah. nah. This dude is. This dude <laughs> he was, was a shit. for you, though. No, no, no. So yeah, so I show up and he he was real nice, bro. He saw him out of shape, but he's like, "Fuck it, we'll do it." And then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. We well, it. we'll make it, it work. Yeah, yeah, he didn't bro. hear you like breathing heavy over the phone. He was like, "Oh, it's going." Exactly. Like, exactly. He's like, "Hector Zay is coming in. This motherfucker's cut." <laughs> So we start this thing. He starts warming me up and he's talking to me, like trying to get to know me. And I'm like, brother, I, I, we can't do the warm up. Like we got to just do this audition shit. Cause I'm getting tired right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, so let's, let's see you do a push up. So I start doing the push ups. He's like, all right, it's not bad. And then he, he keeps making me do these push-ups. I'm like, dude, I can't do any more push-ups. Like I need to just like act this shit. Like if I'm, I got to act like I'm in shape, yeah, dog, right? Yeah. You don't, he doesn't so understand like the position. Fuck. Method, mad method. Yeah. So this dude is like, all right, all right, all right, fuck it. Let's run it. So he starts the tape. I start doing the workout. Halfway through the workout, I get a little fuck. Like I'm about to, I'm to about up. to throw up. I'm like, hold it, dog. Hold it. Cause if now you got to do this shit again, bro. Right, so we get to the end of the workout, I, and, and at the end of the workout, I wanted to do like a little pound. Oh, no. <laughs> Bro, oh I couldn't God. do that, guy, because if I went like that, I would have fucking, fucking project just down. shot. So I turn around, I start walking towards the back door of the gym, and erectile fucking <laughs> Bro, project down. Yeah. Project down, yeah. Erectile dysfunction, fucking. Yeah. ED. I couldn't feel anything, dog. And just my projectile vomiting. <laughs> erectile vomiting. <laughs> erectile vomiting. <laughs> and uh, it fucking, dude, it comes out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, it looked, it looked like the Eric Andre show, and it's like a hose. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. So it, it probably looked dramatic on the clip, like you walked off, like ah. Oh, yeah. Like I showed you the clip, yeah. dog. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so then he. He, he's like, man, it looks good. Like, you know, it's decent. It, it kind of looked like I'm a little bit in shape. Now, this is the second half of the audition was doing these forward rolls. Mm. Now, if you were to do the forward roll, you'd do it. If you were to do the forward roll, you could do it. You guys might have a little more problem. But so, I'm <laughs> fucking with you, Paul. So, my thing is like, I'm an athlete, nah, bro. But here's the thing, brother. No, here's the thing, bro. <laughs> you know, 10 miles today, bro. Dog, I hear what you're saying, but this is the thing. When you have a belly, bro, and you're trying to do a forward roll, that shit don't work out yeah. like it's supposed but, to. Because... But look, this is how, how the, the dots connected, bro. Because a couple months prior, I was like, yo, let's 
just tried jujitsu with me. Oh, that's just right. Do it one time, and there you did the rolls. You were dying. Yeah, but you did a roll. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe it clicked in that. Maybe, audition. bro. Maybe. And so, and I had this dude. I had this trainer. He was like, "Bro, you could do it. Like, this is how you do it. You put your head down, blah blah blah." And I, I end up doing one roll, bro. I had to do three rolls. Wow. Three forward rolls in a in a row, right? I could only do one. That looked decent because I would get dizzy. I mean, if you've never done a forward roll, you also get dizzy. I get dizzy for everything. So we do one. And I'm like, bro, you know what? I'm going to send that. Like, it's fine. He's like, all right, cool. You're going to send that one three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so then, yeah, 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 yeah. So then he's like, uh, he's like, I'm like, bro, thank you, dude. Like, this shit was awesome. He, he told me a bunch of shit about wrestling and all this crap. And then he's like, uh, and then I go, well, how much do I owe you? He's like, nah, man. Like this is this is free, bro. Like Damn, you, gonna, you gonna air the the episode <laughs> at the fucking gym, dog. <laughs> Projector vibes. He's like, just do so, me a dog. favor, man. Book that show, brother. Straight up, <laughs> I swear on my life, that's what he said, bro. Nice. And the thing was, he hadn't followed his dream as a wrestler, like, because wow. he had had a kid, mm. right? And this, uh, he was telling me all of these things through. While I was dying and warming up, and he's like, "Bro, I I didn't follow my, you know, I you got this, dude. Like yeah. this is your shit. Just get, just book the job, bro. Damn, dude, this is Fire. sick. Like I hope this Fire. works out. I send my thing out, and bro, we don't hear back for a month, mm. dude. You're just on edge. That month, I'm yeah, I'm you're on doing rolls the whole month. <laughs> I'm doing rolls. I'm doing cold therapy. I'm doing like. I'm just in in the pool of my sister's house, like looking up at the sky, like what the fuck is going on, bro? Finally, I get the call, dude, and my agent was just like, "They want you, they, you know, Bob, Bob." Bob. I start like the other guy had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, the other guy died. <laughs> By default, you won. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, and then that's it, bro. And then a week later, I was I was on my way to to Atlanta to shoot the show. Come. Nice. And like that quick, bro, it just fucking turned. Were you ever like, because, bro, especially in this year, it's like. Anything could go wrong in a second. Were you ever still doubting? Like, yo, I hope this like show. Because if some like, God forbid, like five people test positive and this and that, and they shut down, and yeah. then it's like, yo, now what? Is there measures? My bad on me. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> throw, yeah, like, throw that more in your face. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about it too because the Tom Cruise shit that came out. I don't know if you saw that shit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was pretty dope. So, I mean, a lot of people were talking shit, but it was like, yo, like, he's, he's, he's right. He's right. He's a, he's a thousand percent. He, he was a dick. He was a but, dick. But, bro, him. whatever, bro. Like, he's saying, yeah, he's like, I'm giving all you motherfuckers jobs. Jobs, yeah. And you're, you're the ones ruining this yeah. shit. There, true, there, he, he, I felt him because he's like, yo, there are people, actors right now that don't, don't have work. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough to do this shit with y'all. Like, yeah, when I heard it, I'm like, yo, he's a thousand percent right. Like, I mean, he, but he just he, had a meltdown because yeah, for the most I, I, part, uh, I, like they just they'll just replace a person. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just like, like you'll go to lunch, come back, brand new camera guy, like, and yeah. as if he was he's been there from the beginning. Yeah, like, facts. He was in but, Studio One. I was in Studio Two. Yeah. Not. I. I just think he just had a meltdown. Yeah. He was tired of this shit. Yeah. 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 No, we've had a lot of that on set. Not not the meltdowns, but like just like the protocols are crazy, bro. And then if one person gets it, you know. um if you're around that person who got who got it, is this the? It's funny he's wearing a mask while he's doing all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but you you can tell he's wearing a mask. Tom yeah. Cruise doesn't sound happy. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, the protocols have been crazy for the COVID shit, and we have been afraid of like completely. But it this is a credit to the the production is like people have gotten it, and then they reschedule the whole schedule like yeah to to fit in like so that that person that person scenes will so be moved like time. two months right. later yeah uh, um dope. so we've been adapting dude that's been everyone's had to do that bro it's like, and let me ask you this um and because I, I was talking to somebody about it is this might be super random but are there shows that are implementing like like it's covid you get what i'm saying like 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 if it's a show or have you heard of anything that's like oh the show is based on like current times so like in the show they wear masks and like like they follow the protocols because in the show it's like real time yeah, yeah they are doing that it pisses me off a little bit <laughs> because not nah, just because like it's like you know i don't know some of it is like oh you know we're wearing the mask and that kind of thing instead of actually like is it safe or like you know what are the i don't know there's there's a thing about the mask thing that is interesting so like i see commercials of of people wearing masks yeah but it has nothing to do with masks. Right. It's just yeah. two people wearing masks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And that shit, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I mean, and that's because, you know, I, I don't really watch that much TV. I don't, I try to like, bro, I haven't seen a movie in a while. And like, to, to me, like, since the pandemic, I watched a little bit. I stopped watching TV like two years ago through the pandemic. I was watching a little bit. And then I was thinking, I was like, yo, like stuff that's being filmed now, are they going to like, at that like it's now, or are they going to keep going like, normal so yeah, i, I think that's the minority that. though yeah yeah for the most part we're just keeping it going yeah. like if it, it you know right right yeah. like normal yeah yeah has this kind of like put that in your head of like yo i need to be prepared for i mean th that industry was already like you need to be prepared for the super super lows and super super highs but now it's like oh. yeah yeah it has but it also has given me a little a little bit of hope because i mean we always need content yeah like I mean, they're not shutting down productions entirely because like studios are like, dude, we have nothing. We have no more content. Like we need mm -hmm. more. So it might come back even double, dude. When it when if when mm -hmm. when everything opens up, there's like productions that have been held off. You know, there's all these things. So it might come back twofold. Um, and what is everyone doing at their house? They're watching. watching TV. They're watching, watching TV. They're yeah. watching. They're streaming shit. And it goes back to what you're saying, Polly, about streaming. It's like that shit is blowing up, dude. Like there's real. That's Money the good thing because it's at least a little different from DJing where it's like well, these people, these corporations and companies have money, bro. And even if it's a rainy day like COVID, they have money and they're going to continue right. to make money. But venues and restaurants aren't like going to come back like, all right, yo, yeah. like, they're going to come back frugal as shit. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, yeah. we need maybe to the first opening is going to be yeah. wild. But then after that, it's back to. I think theater is similar to you guys. I mean, yeah. theater, Broadway's shut down, dude. It's crazy. Like, nothing yeah. at all. So in that, and if you're just in the theater world, like that's, yeah, that's fucked. So you got out. I mean, not got out, but you pivoted in a good time, exactly, focusing dude. on TV. Yeah, yeah. Wow. AMC doesn't exist anymore. No, nah, that shit's about to fucking. You you think like large scale, like you know, for example, like what what was that show? It was huge on HBO, um, Game of Thrones, right? It, they had like large scale battles. You think shows like that are probably done, or maybe it'll be more of a CGI type of thing? Because having so many people, or like mm -hmm. The Walking Dead, you know, right. billions of, of zombies on top of each other is not COVID re like regulation. You think those are done for? Like, you think we're 
probably gonna see small scale more intimate which is a good thing but more intimate acting more intimate movies tv yeah, shows there might be man for a while you know but i really do feel like everything's gonna come back to normal man I know yeah I'm you're the hopeful minority of that. you're being hopeful i know i'm in the minority of that thinking but i feel like it is dude I, I think like this has happened before, bro. I mean, we, we we're so short sighted with history. Like this shit has happened before. And then eventually things go back to normal. I think that's gonna happen again. Um I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. The end of the world. I think a new I know, December twenty yeah, first. You, you heard about that? Yeah, yeah. The Mayan calendar is wrong. Oh my gosh. The Mi- it was wrong. It really yeah, meant it 2020. Went 2020 instead of 2012, right? December 21st. Bro, if this is if this had happened in fucking when was it with the mind the 2012? Yeah. Bro, we would have been shitting bricks or in 2001 when the whole thing The Y2K. I remember being yeah. scared about that shit. Yeah. yeah. Bro, Y2K. I filled up my bathtub full of water. I remember before going to a party, my mom was like, "Fill all the bathtubs <laughs> up." <laughs> We're going to run no, out of I water. I remember I remember I was in Nicaragua and I was ground cuz I spent a lot of my high school grounded and I was grounded at New Year's. <laughs> grounded. Wow, that's great. Bro, I used to get it a lot so <laughs> i remember it was new year and new year's in nicaragua was huge bro like i mean y'all know i go i go yeah. dj a huge party every two years so i was like damn i'm not gonna fucking be out with my friends but at the same time in the back of my head i was like yo but i'll be here for like so when shit hits the fan like i'm already at my house with my <laughs> well, parents yeah. my friends are on the beach like they're gonna get stranded fuck those guys yeah. dude and i remember it was like three two one and everybody was like waiting kind of like waiting for and everything man, to shut down again nothing bro you know nothing computers happened. are smarter than two two digits you know well they had mentioned it like four days prior that they fixed the problem yeah. that was all the all the computers are gonna Spiracy. go back to zero deep state but yo i wanted to ask you too with covid you think it's just similar to djing as well or anything but you think it's gonna filter out Maybe people that either A, weren't serious or B, hobby, hobby actors did not and, have yeah. what it took and were like, yeah, this is, forget uh, it. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. That's good for you. Have you yeah. seen that already? Um, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think it's like if you were already doubting it, it's just added more to yeah. that, mm-hmm. bro. And now it's like, it, now you have a real excuse, right? Yeah. It used yeah. to be like you just make up excuses. Now you have a real one. And so people use it at Liberty, dog, with everything um but again that's bro that's people that are short-sighted dude shit's gonna come back at yeah. some point yeah um how do you guys feel about like the dj scene and that whole thing is that is that coming back or yeah what? i mean i've out of all of us i'm the one that works the most um or i'm the one that's like trying to work the most i work yeah. just as much as you do yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm working. No, Thurs- he, he I'm takes multiple. Thurs- he takes multiple gigs. I'm, th- I'm work this week. I'm working Thursday through Monday. Mm. So normal, but it's normal. Budgets aren't the same. Venues aren't the same. Venues aren't everything. Yeah, it's not the same. But a lot of people are doing, are adapting. You know, like like obviously, you know, like it's kind of how Zaya just mentioned that like some people aren't built for it. Same time, in the DJ world, what it's been is that some DJs still have the mentality pre-COVID and they think that they're still that. So when they try to talk to these people, they're like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, we're not making money like that. You want to charge us this or you think that much of yourself? Like, my approach has been, yo, like, I tell people this, I don't work for McDonald's. I don't work for Amazon. Like, all the venues we work for are like independently owned. But like, if I have that relationship with the owner or the booker, whoever, I'm always like, yo, you know, what can we do? Like, you know, let me know how I can help you. Don't feel like intimidated or don't feel like ashamed of, of of offering me less money or whatever and it's 
it's become like a kind of new norm in the sense and also the booth like for us is i love it because it's like yo like even more distance you know from regulars <laughs> coming up to the booth so that's things are just changing and things are evolving but like if you're with it you're growing with it you know that's the way i see it like like you're you're connecting and you're doing this and people see you out we've a lot of shit out but if people see you working, they're like, ah, oh, dope. Like, this guy's doing shit, you know? Like, right, but when you say you're the one that was working the most, is it because, like, you guys aren't, you don't want to do it? Or is it, is like, is it decision from coming from you guys? Or is it that there's I actually think, not enough work for all of them? I think it's a little bit of everything. I think mm -hmm. everyone's situation is different. For me, I've I've taken this time. I was like, because fortunately, I don't have a necessity to work right now. But I've been taking it as, like, a break because... Bro, like I didn't realize it till this pandemic, even though I was starting to realize it. But then once you literally have to stay still, mm -hmm. you're like, bro, what the fuck? That I was going at like 300 miles an hour every week, every day. So I've been enjoying not working this week, uh, every weekend and every night and like missing out on shit. So I've been like taking advantage of that. And uh, and I don't know, I'm looking at, looking at it different. Like I, I definitely do want to get back to it soon but i just been like taking my time with it i was like all right i'm gonna approach it different from my end because now i'm trying to do different things and i want to focus on other shit like what like this podcast uh -huh. like businesses on the side i'm trying to start and like grow now that i have the time to actually put effort in it because before it was like yo i got to focus on djing no matter what right and i can't ever even give any love to any of these other things because then my DJ is going to fall off. Right. And it's, and it's kind of, sim I mean, for me, it's, I don't have as much going on outside of DJing as Zaya does, but same thing. I've had other things kind of come around and I have like another, I have like, it's business. like, we're realizing that like this shit, this shit doesn't last forever. And that like, yeah. it's not like, I feel like back in the day, maybe a little more it was where like, yo, you better be a hundred percent in this DJ shit. And like, getting all the gigs you can and hitting it up and making connects. But I feel like the times have changed where it's like, yo, we can build multiple lanes for ourselves. We could be doing the podcast. We yeah. could be doing this. And a lot of DJs. That. And that's the thing. A lot of DJs have, you know, like there's guys, bro, like uh, Skitty, this dude that we know, like he used to fish and he, he started like his own charter thing where he takes people out fishing. Like it was his hobby and it ended up being, you know, because of COVID, whatever. Now he's, not fully deep you know that energy he's focused on his other job See, but he, that's dope, he also bro. sells uh king fish dip so he goes fishing and that's what i'm saying he has like multiple and he he kills it bro yeah like, that yeah. and that shit yeah. is fire I so shout like out to djing is fine but shout out to skitty yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like <laughs> djing is different where it's like you can, your things that you do can kind of overlap and be within mm -hmm. the same umbrella and you can kind of grow them each but that's why i'm saying like for me i was not giving love to anything else and i wasn't giving them a chance i was just like nah dj 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 so i never really allowed myself to be like oh maybe i'm better at this or right. i enjoy this more with with the dj did you have an end goal in sight like were you like oh because i know for i compare it to my thing i'm like oh i, I want to be you know series regular i want to be working theater film tv like back and forth with djing and this is a question for both of you three intern no yeah, he's, 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 he, can, right. he can answer. But yeah, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw the mic at him. But what I'm saying is, like, you guys have like, is there like an end goal for the DJ thing? Is there like a like something you guys are going for? Or? So we talk about this on the podcast a lot because different times meant different things, and 
there was yeah, times right. when all the DJs thought that it, there was only one lane. Like there was a time when like if you were a club DJ, the the private DJs thought less of one or the other, and vice versa. But I mean, with time, like like, and I always go back to having an identity as a DJ. So like your identity as a DJ, like is what you make your you you set your own goal. You know, there's mm-hmm. not one thing. You know, if if I you know I DJ at Wood, I've been there forever, and like I mean, my end goal would be something related to to that avenue to that lane or something that i can grow from that lane you know but back then like dj at, at like at certain venues meant more than this and more than that but as as time goes by you kind of realize that like it doesn't you know like everything else you, you're pleasing yourself and that's it mm-hmm. but you know i think most djs the end goal is the kind of like wasaya said like find a different avenue that's related to what you've done you know like i've built my name and my brand and I work with other companies and I do other shit. So it's something in a more, like for me, it's something in a more daytime uh, um, environment. You know, I, I have a show on globalization. I work with Sirius, something related to like a radio, a PD position or, or, or with a label or something like that. You know, an avenue that's related to, to it's like you becoming an agent, you know, like, you know, the business yeah. back, like the back of your hand and you don't want to act for whatever reason. You know, you become an agent or you find other avenues, you know. Right. Yeah, that's wild, though. Yeah, and I think as you get older, your dreams change. And, like, you want, like, in the when I was young, I was like, yo, I need I need to be the biggest DJ in the U.S. Yeah. Open so format. went to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, so I was, like, still chasing the club shit. I wanted to have residencies everywhere, every city, every country. I mean, not every country, every state. But then you get older and then you start seeing the industry for what it is. Yeah. And then you start getting a little jaded and you're, then you're like, oh, I don't know. Do I really want that? Do I want this? Do I want that? So now it's more of like building something as long lasting. Yeah. And I think and we had a interview recently with a hundredth episode yes. special guest. We'll name him. But he really put it in perspective for me of how he said, keep the dream alive. He's like, yeah. all I've been, do- he's like very, not i'll say very old he's not very old he's been doing it for a yeah. long time he's an og he's an og super og and super he doesn't OG. dj <laughs> he doesn't dj anymore but he's like yo i work so hard that the, you can never take the dj away from me but yeah. i'm i'm just doing all the things that i'm passionate about so like his thing is keeping the dream alive like yo now i'm gonna make films because like fuck it i want to make films with my boys yeah. and they've had films and festivals and this and that and they do like all these things but it's just like about them trying to keep it as long as uh, going as possible of them doing whatever they want to do and then it's something similar to what you said earlier is about like you said you love um doing broadway doing shows doing theater but you do the tv or you do everything to finance to have the luxury to take that you know and and with dj it comes it comes a lot too because we'll do the gigs that you know are terrible but pay money you know and but at the same time it's a balance so then i can go do this gig that i can play whatever the fuck i want that fills that inner joy of me it's not a financial joy it's a inner joy you know so like when you kind of find when you turn when you can when, when you're able to like finance your dreams and then your dreams start making you money that's when it's like full circle exactly so i just want to be able to do whatever i want to do for the rest of my life that's that's yeah. like the general thing yeah. like i decide yeah. But right now it's podcasting and whatever it is, whatever it may be. But that's what I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. It might change in like five yeah. years. I don't and, know. and it will. Yeah, facts. Yeah, facts yeah. And I think a lot of people have trouble, especially with DJing. Like, 
letting that shit go like giving like, up yo i need it no i need to still I, be a dj whatever i think it was like because there's perceptions of what you can you can be as exactly. a dj and then we kind of got like into that right but most people i think as a hobby right yeah right it should always be that oh even in the end when we're 80 years old like when you tell your grandkids oh i used to dj and that's also and like hobby thing. i want to be like 40 and like yeah i'm not gonna be djing hey, that's not that well far, that's, that's the thing look <laughs> no no I, for me like yeah like i not. thought the same thing starting off immediately i'm like when i was a kid i'm like yo this would be sick if i'm like a dj but like damn what if i'm like 40 no no, no but that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like i want to be 40 and, and be able to be like I, like not djing actively but then like one month i'm like yo i'm fucking i want to play all hip-hop I, 90s on a on a thursday night i would yeah yeah yeah. you can right no and be like <laughs> all right let me book let me try to book this because i still do this but i'm not like you know what i'm saying you like, have to have your a foot a foot in it still yeah so, i mean yeah. it's it's i used it as a stepping stone i was like i know that uh i can use djing like let's say the fame to do something else like uh it's easy for a, like a dylan francis to just stop what he's doing and open up a pizza shop and call yeah. it dylan's pizza All right. and then make money off that it's not that he wants to do but it was something that i always thought i always wanted a a, a sandwich spot so i'm like damn what's a dope way instead of um not knowing anybody and forcing people to try my food maybe them already knowing who i am and then intrigued on like fuck it i know paul like paul e the dj from mansion let me try his sandwich that's an easier way to get yeah. people to try your food. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of your, your that's, product. And it goes back to kind of what I was saying. Like you keep building your brand, you keep building everything, your name and your following and everything. You can pivot anywhere. And then you can just pivot, yeah. Like because people know and 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 they know you for being authentic and they know you for doing what you genuinely do. You know, like I, I talk about fashion shit all the time. Like I'm working on something with that and it's something that I've loved all my life and people know, like, oh, Kaz always wears like weird shit or or people know me for that. So it's just another lane that like it all revolves. You gotta start dressing up like like Russell Westbrook, like super tight shit. I've done that. Girl girl pants. See, but that's (laughs) it, bro. That that like I feel like that's some of the good shit that's coming out of the pandemic and that's happening. Bro, how many times you watch documentaries about like Jean Michel Basquiat, right? Or somebody Mm -hmm. like that, and you're like, fuck, dude. Like he was living in New York at this time and all these dudes that were just like living in fucking these fucked up places. And then one of them is like, I want to be a drummer. And then some other dude and they start a band. You yeah. know what I mean? That shit is happening again, dude. Again, and yeah. we're fucking living in it. Yeah, now true. it's a little different because we got all these things and gadgets and shit. But bro, too. it's happening again. No, yeah. It's dope it's though. Like a little renaissance. It is it, a fucking is. renaissance, it, dude. I mean, I think in 20 years, the big ass test book of 2020 that our kids are going <laughs> to get there's going to be a, a, a good part in there of like what came out of this bullshit that we were in. And yeah. it was, I mean, some of my favorite artists are, have blossomed into like insane human beings. Uh, Andrew Schultz being a year ago, mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz being what he was to yeah, what's going on now. Like, it's crazy to see what the pandemic did. It made right. us, it, us creatives like step on the gas. Yeah, and then it exposed a lot of cats. I always put it on, on our group chat. I'm like, bro, it exposed a lot of people because uh, you see all these fact. people lost their fucking mm-hmm. minds. We talked about people that, um, DJs or whatever that like were just so robots and were so like, boom, here's my flyer, here's this, here's that. And I would be like, during March, April, May, I would sit there on my phone and be like, yo, where is DJ so-and-so? What the fuck has that guy been up to? <laughs> yeah. He would fucking come come to the gigs and talk shit about the DJs or lurk behind you and, and think how he could do it better, but motherfucker hasn't posted 
once in three months because their life and their image and their brand and like they're so like 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 fucking they have the blinders that they think that it has to be this way and because of this and because the how long they've been doing it no bro like like you become forgotten you know like and a lot of people have and a lot of people have come back have 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 never come back some people stayed up you know it's i still think it's time for it's still there's still enough time for for the ones that weren't able to get the get it going throughout this last six months yeah there's still time to do oh yeah same and and you know what and i thought about that too because i was thinking i was like yo like you can't really i don't i mean the pandemic's obviously not over but you can't close the door on people because there's still things blossoming yeah yeah you know like we're not even fully working like the way we wanted to like so if if you're out there and you you gave up there's still time to come back bro yeah, like exactly. find it somewhere somewhere within you if you think this is what you're destined to do opportunity to no be a creative about the recovery started bro too. harvard has free classes i've been taking that shit like come on bro yeah, just go dude. just do it, it do all that learning. shit and and i think too is like you know the media is like feeding all this fear bro and that's the thing if you man. were if you were really buying into the fear you you're you wouldn't fucked. be fucking doing yeah, dj right now of course no he'd be but it's like bro at some point dude sack up dude yeah. no, and get out there bro yeah. and like start doing it again dude even if it's baby steps right. bro. Yeah, you don't yeah, have facts. to go straight that's into the thing it. yeah facts. i th- I feel like we're such we're in such a microwave society that people want shit now yeah. to happen now people are afraid to for that to try yeah dude and it's and it's like back to what you said like when this shit happened, we could have even been like, yo, let's just we'll do the podcast like of eventually. Course. But yo, like the I feel like the growth that we've had on this podcast uh, from this been, whole month. Yeah, it's been really and good. The amount of content and people we met and conversations we had is like, yo, I'm so happy we did not stop doing the podcast, bro. Because yeah. it was like now we're ready for like next year, whatever fucking next mm-hmm, year looks mm-hmm. like. But we know we've learned so much of like how to do things the right way. Like imagine we would have stopped. That would have been like we would have been, been catching up. Exactly, dude. Exactly. That's crazy. But oh, hey, with that, wait, I gotta ask you one more question. Okay. Oof. Before we oh, get out, before we, now that we finish getting deep, scandal time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, Oof. no. I want to know what's the worst <laughs> review you ever gotten of something. Oh, it's that play I wrote. Uh, <laughs> no, you. Man, <laughs> oh no, I got that motherfucker. He's in my head. It's still. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, I wrote a play, and and the, the there was a dude who came to, to see it, and he wrote something like, first of all, I knew he was coming from a political pr- place because he was like, um, the actors were fantastic. Like this actor was showing so much range and was, and depth, like and, and comedy and all these things. But the writer was on a soapbox about Cuba and about all this Ooh. thing. He's from Canada, so I was like, ah, like, see. The thing about acting is you need the writing to show your depth, bro. Right, you can't just fucking, like, if you put a, a, you know, that's why soap operas are the way they are. They're written specifically to be that way, to mm-hmm. be acted in that way. So when when I read that, I was like, fuck this dude, bro. Because, you know what, bro? It's fuck like, your bitch, yeah. <laughs> fat mother. Look it up. <laughs> you know when he said, but it's true, bro. the writer was, was where, like, where can we find him? Where can we find this? You, right? Yeah, so yeah. He wrote the writer. Yeah, he Alpha. Wrote the writer. Alpha hey, the where, writer was where, on his soapbox. Where can we find this? I want to see it. Well, Alpha. Oh, uh, put put in. Uh, He's on Alpha sixty six review. Oh, it's like written. Put Alpha sixty six Canadian. Yeah. Put Alpha sixty six Robbie Ramos. Put my name too, though, because there's a bunch of. 
It's it's like a published article. Robbie with hey, a Y. You know how to spell, bro? Damn, dog. R O B B Y. Damn, intern. Yo. Yeah, Chin, that's his stage name, dude. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. yeah. So go. Uh, let's see. Go down. Keep going. Oh my God! Look at that guy. Your Google Damn, Analytics bro. are off the chain. I don't know if we're gonna be able to find FBI it, cases. Go back Damn, IMDB popped up. Chill, Bobo, go back up. Go back up. Uh, Whatever. What's his Instagram? So we can... yeah. Well, fuck <laughs> it. The point is that this motherfucker, man. Yeah, I still remember that shit, dude. And but but like I said, if that had stopped me, dude, if the fear of that person writing that had stopped me, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I'm at at all. I know? think that there's DJs that think that way about me. Why? Like fucking Kaz. Like this motherfucker. Fucking fucking hate him. And I hope they prevail, you know. The, <laughs> I hope they prevail. <laughs> like I hope, I hope that gives them that You're push that they hate me. I don't know. Damn, on Playbill though, Boof. official. Now we were out there, dog. We official. There. But yeah, that dude. Did any, I? When we mentioned uh, Orange is New Black, you played a. Uh, <laughs> what did you play exactly? You played a, a pedophile. Cream, I got a man, question. Dude. An, An ice, ice cream, cream man. man. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. A creepy ice cream man. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever get like someone like on Twitter or like Instagram or did you search it up? Was like, there any uh, backfire from that? Oh, I did, bro. Yeah. So actually, uh, were you like hesitant? Like, yo, should I play this? There was a game? picture that. So the director of that was, um, God, I'm I'm from losing the 70s show, right? Yeah, the 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 girl from that 70s show. I'm forgetting her name. Donna, she, that girl. I think she was. She was on the show. On yeah, 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 yeah. She's on Oranges and New yeah. She's the director. Yeah, yeah oh, she's a that. beast, dude. And she was. She's married beast. to the other chick, right? In in the it, Laura Preppen, right? So Laura was the director, and she put up a a, um, a picture on her Instagram of her in this ice ice cream truck, and I'm in the back on some. It looks on some creep shit. I was just there, like scared out of my face, because it was one of my first things on TV, and um and so I had like this weird like I you know I was in the back on some weird shit, right? And then you know if you gotta you, go about it four years. <laughs> yeah yeah it's back it's back yeah it's not gonna be one of them um somebody on twitter she she i i i made a tweet on twitter on twitter like oh you know it was great being on the show blah, blah, blah. she retweeted it and then people started writing to me dog no way and they're just like this is the creep in the ice cream truck and all this shit arrest that man yeah. <laughs> and i was like bro he wasn't in character <laughs> yeah and like your parents saw and shit were they like oh uh, and then i showed my parents bro is, yeah when I this is interesting <laughs> dude i showed them and they saw it and they were like hmm okay cool because <laughs> you're a real like, yeah anyway so what are we eating uh trying to change the topic and shit are you ready for uh to to act in our second our, our second show you guys our gotta second, pitch uh, me commercial though, bro, bro? What's, up? what's the idea dog yeah. i'm an idea man bro i need the idea first I mean, you now started in the best one. You're attached to the, the project, best. Bro. The best was the smoke. The ghost, the ghost of, of oh, you dude, guys remember that? The, fun. the smoke. Yeah. The the We're gonna do a TBT. <laughs> Him disappearing was great. He slapped me in the face, dude. Matthew. Yes. That oh, slap. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was, just kept going with yeah, it. Yeah, you natural. did, dude. You rolled with the punches, bro. That was the slap of the year. Yo, gonna get you out of here, Robbie. Yeah, dog. Also, I drank like two gallons of water. I gotta. But, yo, if you have any inspirational words for anyone out there trying to be a thespian. And or, then all your socials. And, yeah, and then plug your shit. So where people can cancel My you. My socials are like, yeah. 
My socials are the uh, the Robbie Ramos uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Robbie with a Y. Robbie with a Y. And uh, bro, inspirational shit. Nothing, dude. Do your own work, man. I keep saying that, but it's true. It's gonna open up doors. It's gonna it's gonna put you out there. You're gonna face your fears. You're gonna be learning new skills. So yeah, do your own work. If you're an actor, start writing, bro. It, it helps. Hey, real quick. Uh, did you meet uh, Dasha Polanco? No. Oh my gosh, she's so thick though. Now she was in the scene with me, dude. I just remember that. And on that note, we are out. <laughs> it's FIA Radio. We out. Peace.